Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, you have me. I did it again. Today, you have <laughs> Drew, Alisa, and Luke. And we are talking about Loki, Episode 5, Journey into Mystery. So, for anyone that didn't watch this episode, uh, we're going to do a quick recap before we jump in, just to kind of catch everybody up. So, if I miss something, Luke and Alisa, jump in, correct me. But... So we start kind of where episode four left off. Loki is now in the void and he is accompanied by three, four, four other versions of him. Three other versions? No, four. Yeah, four four. other versions of himself. And uh, they're trying to survive in the void and escape the giant monster that is the Eliath. Um, Kind of big smoke monster. It's really scary. Destroys everything. Meanwhile, back in TVA, uh, we see Sylvie, who is interrogating Ravona for more information. And that kind of goes south. And she blips herself into the void. um, Or prunes herself, rather. Uh, This is where she meets up with Oh my god! I just had a blank. Mobius. Mobius. Yes, Mobius. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Morpheus. I know. Uh, it's, I always want to. <laughs> she meets up with Mobius, and they drive themselves to meet up with Loki and his band of Lokis, who have also fought a bunch of other Lokis, which is exciting. So, if you like Loki, this is your episode. Um, once they meet up, they decide that they are going to attack. The Eliath to find a way to get to the timekeepers and where they actually are. So that's kind of like a basic breakdown of what transpired through this episode. But obviously you're listening to this podcast, so you want to hear more. <laughs> you want to hear what we think, what actually happened. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to jump right into the top of the episode. Boom. Right away, we see this desolate wasteland again. With all this stuff, this episode is so Easter egg heavy. There is stuff everywhere, literally everywhere. Um, I think one of the first things I saw was, I mean, this may not be a thing, but I just thought it was a thing because this is a Disney property, but I'm pretty sure we look at the Black Pearl um, that's destroyed and kind of go over that and then couple minutes later as they're walking we see a ship that kind of resembles bits and pieces of a few different star wars ships kind of mushed together so i was like i don't know if i'm just thinking into things (laughs) because i was immediately like i gotta look at everything in the background um yeah that opening you look at that opening scene we're getting this like wide angle like we're at a distance and we're kind of zooming in so I probably will rewatch that opening scene a few times because i'm pretty sure you see uh the avengers tower again Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's hard to tell because initially when you first see it, it's like, are they in another version of like, you know, New York city or whatever the big city is, but you see other things. So it's like, not really. It's like all mm. of this random stuff just gets piled in this one area. Um, Cause yeah, you see some towers, you see one that looks like Avengers tower and then you kind of get like a ride in on uh, the five Lokis. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, ha- I actually had to stop the episode right here and zoom in because this is the second time now that we've seen Avengers or Stark Tower, mm-hmm. whichever iteration this is. Um, so I was like, well, we've seen it twice. Why did they show it to us twice? Are we going there? Is it important? Um, so I kind of zoomed in on it and looked it up afterwards because I didn't know what it was a reference to. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say Stark. It says Quinn. Q-E-N-G. I I think that's how you pronounce Mm. that. Um, Upon looking that up in the all different, all new, all different Avengers, number one, Tony Stark sells Stark Tower to Quinn Enterprise. Uh, The guy who runs Quinn Enterprise is Mr. Griffin, which is ultimately revealed to be Kang the Conqueror. Mm. So... I think this is just another nod towards Kang. I don't know if this will have any significance right now. But especially because we only have one episode left. So yeah. that's cool. I we'll like see that. that. Yeah. So that was that was like a big like not only a little Easter egg, but also like a ooh, is this leading somewhere? Right off the bat of this episode. <laughs> so that's gotta show you that you really have to pay attention to every little piece of garbage on the ground mm-hmm. um i did like the band of loki's though uh i thought that they really worked well with each other i thought they were funny but also serious but also you kind of like you liked some of them you didn't like some of them i was excited. i love every single one of them even the terrible ones <laughs> Boastful Loki, a jerk. Betrays our buddy. Love him. President Loki, <laughs> jerk. Love him. Although, I do have a very, very special spot in my heart for Alligator Loki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, Alligator Loki quickly became my favorite. He gets a lot of screen time. <laughs> he does. Way more than I expected. Yeah. Uh, it was funny hearing, because um, this is when we hear why young Loki is here. Uh, and he says that he killed Thor. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dang. Like, okay. Uh, thought that was pretty legit right off the top. So, <laughs> yeah. And Loki's like picking on all the other Lokis for following kid Loki. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you don't for, question yeah. the kid. <laughs> I know. I thought that was interesting because they're like, you don't mess with him. This is at least because they're like, this is where he's from. He's king. Right. And he's like, yeah, I killed Thor. What you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to keep a safe 15-foot distance is what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, so we learn a little bit about the world um, that they're in during this little intro scene. Um, we learn you got to avoid Elioth, mm-hmm. just a scary fog monster that is literally <laughs> there to destroy things that get put there, which I thought was an interesting thing i did look him up to see mm-hmm. like what you know is that an actual character it is an actual character um it's kind of its own thing mm-hmm. uh in the show it seems to be like created by the tva but in the comics the Eliath is like a he does the same thing that kang does he goes around and he collects timelines yeah yeah and yep i read up on this as well so i saw like two different i guess core stories for Eliath, you know, one of which is, um, one of which was something created by Kang. And I, and I think the other one was like what you just referenced, you know, it's very similar, um, in, in the mm-hmm. sense that it is the smoke like being that just kind of absorbs things as it goes to the point of which Kang's just like, you do your thing. I'm going to go do mine and let's just <laughs> leave each other be. I know there's one one story arc where they're kind of like there together, but 
he's just like, I'm not going to bother with what you're doing. Yeah. I'm going to go do my thing. Keep your weird Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but kind of jumping in on kind of the route that they took with the smoke monster, I actually like it. You know, we've seen this done a couple of other times in other films, and it never has really worked. Whereas in this, they kind of do a little bit more build up to it. So they make it kind mm-hmm. of like, okay. The only thing I wasn't really buying per se is they wanted to call it a shark. But yeah. you never really got a sense of like a shark-like being. Because there's some moments where it seems like it's more lizard-like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it's got arms to move around. Which, well, it's weird too that it like... Or that, yeah. <laughs> it's weird that it floats, but then whenever it walks, they make it seem so heavy. Mm-hmm. Like all of its footfalls i guess if you will Mm -hmm. seem like they create like impacts but then it's also just like a storm that floats around the sky so i feel like if it just floated around the sky and it swam around in the sky then sure i get the shark reference but i agree i think as soon as it starts like walking on the ground it's like but it's made out of smoke yeah (laughs) did anyone else get a a lost vibe (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah definitely is like oh (laughs) smoke monster back in lost i haven't even watched lost and i got a lost bob (laughs) (laughs) um well one last thing before we get away from eliath when i was looking him up i did find something about ravona who we're about to talk about because we'll we'll kind of jump out of this world back into the tva but when ravona is in a mini series with eliath she goes by the name the terminatrix Mm mm-hmm what a cool name. Why did she call that in this? Like, what? If I could pick between Ravona and Terminatrix, Terminatrix sounds amazing. Well, if you're going to work in an office, you can't be Terminatrix. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it would keep all of your underlings in line. It'd be a yeah. true. For being in an office, like, Renslayer is about as cool as you can get. Yeah, that's true. Well, she could be Terminatrix <laughs> Renslayer. <laughs> I really want to look on her desk and see if, like, her name, if she has a name. First of all, she has a nameplate on her desk. Mm-hmm. But second, if it's, like, uh, I want to call her Ravona. Yeah, Ravona. God, jeez. If her, if her nameplate said Ravona T. Renslayer, I'd be like, oh, you got me, Marvel. I'm in. Uh, well, so we kind of see Loki get like the quick gist of everything. And then we go back out um, to Sylvie, who is being stalled by Miss Minutes, rude, <laughs> sifting through all the papers to find this ship that travels through time, which I feel like is this not the second instance of that reference? I can't remember exactly. Once we got to that moment in the in the show, I instantly was like, "Ant Man!" Like, that's when I started thinking, like, "Okay, Quantum Mania, like mm-hmm. the uh, Quantum Realm, like, what is a ship? Is this something that they collected from like Hank?" I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like. And we've talked about it from the beginning of Loki, but Loki, I think, is doing what what it should do, where it's not leading us to Ant-Man or Doctor Strange, but instead it's leading us to both. Mm-hmm. Because every time I feel like they make an Ant-Man reference or something that leads you to believe, like, okay, this is going towards Ant-Man, then they flip the script and the next thing that they talk about you're like well hold on this is dr strange stuff so it's like oh my gosh like what you drive me crazy marvel like (laughs) pulling me in two directions at one time um who are we about to see is is, are you just gonna go please is it just gonna be mephisto (laughs) like come on (laughs) just show us mephisto what if the last scene of the loki show is just ant-man and dr strange coming out of two different portals together You'd be like, oh, it's both of them. What if it's um what if it's Toby and Andrew? What if we get <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be bonkers? Who knows? This this you know, it's it's hard. It's like, yeah, they keep playing with us on this because it's like is it Loki 
Are they about to go see another Loki? Is Loki running the show? Is it Miss Minutes? Is it Kang? We don't know. I'm I'm all over this this episode just like Well, there's some questions that I have that relate to this, but they they happen a little bit later, so I'll save them for when we get there, but it, there's just there are still so many questions that at this point I feel like aren't questions they're going to answer. I think their questions are just going to be like, ooh, what's going on? Or their questions that they're like, why would you ask that? Like, dummy. We just watch the show and enjoy it. Don't ask the questions. So, I don't know. Um, I did really enjoy, like, I just, every time Miss Minutes is like a little floating hologram doing computer stuff, it's like, this is great. Like, why didn't, why wasn't Jarvis like this before? I mean, now he's a person. But, yeah. Like, come on. Tony Stark couldn't figure it out like a cool holographic Jarvis that walks around and flips through little folders. I don't know. No, he um, wasn't invested in making things cute. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but also, Miss Minutes was so shady in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I'll find in a minute. The minute will never come. So yeah, like, yeah. What what is going on with her and Renslayer? Even Renslayer's like asking her questions she might not know the answers to, but other times she knows to follow Rabona's lead and like pretend to know something when she doesn't. What what is Miss Minutes? Exactly. Yeah. What is Miss Minutes and what is what is Ravona? Like is she actually like everyone else? Well, I mean, we don't know, right? But like is she potentially like everyone else at the TVA where she used to be a person and then got sucked there by the timekeepers or is she Maybe she's the timekeeper. Ooh, big twist. Like maybe, but I'm not seeing that. I guess the the biggest question I had regarding, especially with Miss Minutes, is the questions that Ravona was asking her. What's to stop anyone else from doing the same? Is yeah. it like a level of authority type thing? Like this just felt like anyone could ask Miss Minutes anything. Essentially, like why why did Mobius, you know, you know, not want to go that route? Well, what? we saw like in episode two that a lot of the files are really restricted. Yeah. So Ravona probably has access to a lot of stuff that most people at the TVA, including Mobius and Loki, mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's just bought in so long ago that she doesn't. Up until this point, she hasn't looked it up because she hasn't needed to. Because whatever her purpose is, the TVA thus far, even if she knows it's fake, has served it. Well, it also seems like Miss Minutes is like sentient. She's not just like a computer that they ask questions. She's like a being that works for the TVA as well. Yeah. Yeah, It's always fascinating to see how she's recording. Are you alive? I guess I'm both. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just how she can, how she moves, right? Like she could be there right beside you and then next minute in a computer screen and. Right. All, she's all over. She can do whatever yeah. she wants. She's all over that technology is pretty fascinating. Like, how, like who created Miss Minutes? That's what I want. I want a series on that. Especially because all their other stuff is so retro. Yeah. But then they got this hologram that can pop around mm-hmm. and walk around from nowhere. Like, where does she... It's not like she's projected from something. She just appears. So, I don't know. Right. I hope that that's another question. I hope they answer. Here's here's one I'm curious on now. So, going back to the TVA and the moments that we have with Sylvie, um, you know, Sylvie and Rensselaer are kind of going through this little back and forth where they're going to make this partnership because they want to equally kind of figure out what's going on, put us figure out who's actually in charge. Um, but we see that you know Sylvie does blip herself or prune herself or whatever, but she <laughs> takes the, the temp pad. And so we see a, you know, we know that a, a device can go with them. And mm-hmm. from there, they're able to get out. At least Mobius was. So mm-hmm. the question is, is now that, now that Mobius has been there and he's been able to leave, can he get back using the temp pad? Uh, well, I would, I would imagine because that's the whole reason that they said you can't temp pad there to begin with mm-hmm. is because there's there's nothing for your temp pad to lock onto. Yeah. But if you've been there, then it could lock onto the coordinates. I mean, but we, we don't know how they work, but you would think yeah. they could make a sentient clock that walks around. They could make it so you could redial whatever 
coordinates you went to last. So, so, so maybe in the next episode we're gonna see Mobius and Renslayer go back there together. I'm curious if uh, see, uh, B15 will go. I I don't think that Renslayer is. I think of of all the Loki things that are happening in this show, Renslayer is the most Loki of all of them. Where like she, I don't believe at all that she wants to find out what's going on or what's happening or help Loki in any way. I think a hundred percent she's like, no, I'm, she just said that to try to trick Sylvie into getting captured. And then if she does anything, she's just going to like jail Mobius whenever he comes back. Like Mm -hmm. I do not think that she is good. Hmm. She is shady. (laughs) One of the points of the show is not everybody is either, you know, they're part good and part bad. So maybe there's a small nugget of good in Renslayer. Maybe. Yeah, but they can't all they can't all come out good in the end. You <laughs> yeah. know, I think I think where Loki and Sylvia, the good is coming out in them. I think the bad will come out in Ravona. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's kind of where I'm leaning with with this character is that. Maybe at this point she really doesn't know what's going on, but if by any chance we actually are going, I it's hard to predict if we'll even see Kang at this point. That just feels a little too early, but it would be cool. But is this going to set up that Renslayer is going to figure out who's in charge and then just essentially want to work with them? That's kind of how I feel like this is going. Yeah. I could see that because I mean, wasn't she like kind of connected to Kang in the comics? In the comics, yes. Yeah, so I could see I could see it being like, oh, the this is the Kang. question I've always had is, do they already have that partnership, or are we going to get that next? I think that maybe she has the partnership, but she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Like she's being kept in the dark as to who is actually in charge. Mm-hmm. She just knows that someone's giving her orders. She's just following orders. Yeah. Right. So I think that, you know, maybe there will be like a surprise factor in her finding out who it is, but I think that she'll stick with them. Um, Well, after Sylvie prunes herself, um, she wakes up in the void and she like immediately just like when loki showed up immediately gets attacked by Elia, which is wild because like how big is the void it clearly yeah. it's not that big if there's only one Elia, right. and somehow he is always wherever people get popped into existence and how does that get decided too like you know loki was just on the ground mm-hmm. she showed up in the back of like a dilapidated school bus yeah. so like how did that just random, right? Just there's just get, yeah. since, yeah. How, yeah? It's like I don't know. That that's just like a nitpicky thing, I think, because it's like they could go deeper on that, but it's like because where where did Mobius end up? Like they found each other mm-hmm. so quick. So either this place oh, yeah. is that small, or what? Well, I don't know. I I feel like it has to be small because I think they make it. Th- feel big but it just like how like first of all yes mobius found her immediately yeah (laughs) and and they drove straight to loki Mm -hmm. like (laughs) they didn't have to look or anything they just drove straight to him um there was an interesting moment where she kind of connects with the eliath Mm -hmm. uh, and gets like a flash and a vision of this castle and i have a prop with me because I have been reading the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 uh, Communication Breakthrough. And this is an audio podcast, so I'm sorry everyone at home, but you can look up a picture of this. <laughs> they visit the Collector's um, new base in the comics. The Collector's original base is destroyed, and he makes this new one. And it's this floating castle in the sky that looks very, very similar to the floating castle in the sky that we see mm. whenever she connects with 
the Eliath. So my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, first of all, is this just a crazy coincidence that I'm reading this book and (laughs) this thing just happens to look like it? Or is somehow the collector involved in this? Because he's a bit shady in the the comics too. He just like pops up here and there, mm-hmm. doing stuff, stealing stuff. So like, could he have somehow stolen the timekeepers? I don't know. A lot of cool stuff does land here. He might just be like scavenging for things, like some of the little things that we saw scattered as Easter eggs, like the Thanos copter and Yellow Jacket's helmet and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it would make a lot of sense if the collector was involved. Yeah. I thought I was supposed to recognize the house from somewhere. I was like Googling, does Kang have a house question? <laughs> I found, I came up with nothing. I'm glad you found that. Yeah. Oh, I literally just read the, the pages of that the other night. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw it and I was like, that's the collector's castle that floats around in the in space. But I'm pretty sure in the book, it's even at like, he's at the edge of time so that no one can find him. And so it's like, oh, even more double. I'm doubling down that the collector is somehow involved in this. Um, well, really quick, speaking of the things that we see, because we kind of see this flash. She gets in the car with Mobius and they drive to find Loki. Uh, we flip back to Loki and they're kind of walking through the wasteland to get to their Loki hideout. Uh, we see the Thanos copter, which like, wow, what a. What a pole for them to throw <laughs> in this. We also see Yellow Jacket's helmet, which is giant. And this is what I was talking to you about, Luke. Hmm. I think that this is the quantum realm because Yellow Jacket, mm-hmm. when he imploded, he went into the quantum realm. So, yeah. Who's to say that this isn't just a part of the quantum realm and his helmet just happened to land here? And this realm is so tiny that maybe he blipped out of existence before he got that small. So his helmet just kind of like landed there. And so his helmet looks giant. But in theory, it's like beyond microscopic. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I don't know. I kind of think that this is a quantum realm thing instead of a time (laughs) thing. But who's to say how they're related because it's all made up gobbledygook <laughs> anyway. That would be really cool. Um, I also saw the one thing that I asked for in like episode two. I saw it <laughs> and I was so excited when I saw it. But as we go down through the layers of earth to get to their underground whatever hideout, we see... A Mjolnir, and we see some other garbage, but we see a little glass jar with a little frog Thor <laughs> inside of it. And oh, boy, so oh boy, was I excited that they put frog <laughs> Thor in this Loki show. I'm kind of bummed that he didn't get to do anything, and he's just stuck underground forever. But I did think that was really funny. And I wonder if he's there because he is a variant? Everyone's a variant. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why this just... one's wrong because it's a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know because like the variants, you know, all these variants have a reason that they got, that they became variants, right? It wasn't like, well, you're just not the prime timeline Loki. You're different. That's why you're a variant. It was, oh, he killed Thor. Oh, the alligator ate the wrong cat. Like, it seems like there's a reason, but the reason isn't that you're not human, whatever. So I wonder if Frog Thor is a variant or if this is just a variant version of Frog Thor and somewhere out there is the prime timeline Frog Thor. Another question that will never be answered <laughs> by Marvel <laughs> because got to keep it loose. That's how all this makes sense. I, yeah. Okay. I swear that Frog Thor sounds like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I think they got like an audio clip of him from one of these movies being like, oh, or something like that. Because it sounds like him. I can't oh explain gosh. it. It's just, gonna, it's a Chris Hemsworth. I'm going to deep dive that because if that is, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I already know. <laughs> I feel like we'll, we will probably see Frog Thor again. But I'm leaning towards Collector. Like, It'll, he'll just like that would be hilarious if Frog Thor just starts popping up randomly in all the movies. Yeah, well, he's already in a jar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's the jar is labeled. Right. I don't remember what the label was, but the jar is labeled. So I think that the number they gave it was like the issue of the first comic he appeared in. That was Not something probably. somebody had posted. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, well, then we get to see their cool underground layer, which was a lot of fun to see just like what Loki would have decked his private apocalypse layer with. <laughs> There's like old arcade machines and just like crazy chairs, like Kid Loki's throne or whatever that he has with like big fake deer head on the side and like candy canes all over it. Like, oh man, it was really funny just to see what they that's uh what they did that's what i want to go back and rewatch more than anything because it was a very busy room so mm-hmm. it's got to be filled with more clues probably things that i'm sure there's things that i missed sitting in that room cater loki has a slide and i missed it the first time i watched <laughs> the episode he slides into his little kitty pool and it's like that is awesome <laughs> Also, they're uh, drinking uh, Rock's cart box wine. Yeah, <laughs> including yeah, Gator Loki, but Kid Loki has, <laughs> he has a like a, yeah. He does. Got he, does. he has an ec- he has an ecto cooler. Ec- yeah, yeah, ecto cooler. It's like the nineties. Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I wonder oh, if there's man. a jet ski around somewhere. Oh, now I want to go back into look for a jet ski. Did anyone? Did either of you count how many hammers we see? No, I didn't either. But I think uh, I think there's quite a few. I want to go back and which is funny because like the boastful Thor has his hammer Mm -hmm. and you know, it, it seems to be an amalgamation of parts right to like make it look like Thor's hammer. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just funny that we see like multiple hammers throughout this whole area, including like straight up Mjolnir when we're going through the earth. Right. So it's like, ah, it's funny that, like, I guess even here he's not worthy to hold any of those. So he has his make a, make a hammer hammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then they get, uh, they get attacked, uh, or I guess surprised by the vote Loki <laughs> variant of Loki and his, like, his army, which, okay. Here's where my big question chimes in. Mm-hmm. So he has this group of, I don't know, like apocalyptic soldiers with him. Some of them have horns. Some of them have turned their hair up to look like horns. Another guy has like bicycle handlebars to look like horns. But are they Loki variants? Or are they just other variants that have survived this mm-hmm. apocalyptic wasteland and have teamed up with Loki. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent because some of them you get the Loki vibe, but some of them not so much. Right. Yeah. Some do have that, like, you know, they're wearing green. Mm-hmm. They've got some form of horns and they're like a helmet or something, but then the rest of them just look like just some dudes. Yeah. that like threw on some apocalypse clothes so i thought that that was weird uh we do see one of them with a ball and chain um which reminded me of i can't remember his name the crusher i think the marvel villain he like or absorbing man i think that's his thing he like any metal that he touches or any any surface texture that he touches he can like change his body into that texture but like his big attack weapon is this ball and chain. But 
it did not seem that that was the case in this. Mm -hmm. It was just a lady with pink hair swinging (laughs) this ball and chain. Um, So I didn't know if that was a reference or. They did say there wasn't another woman Loki other than Sylvie. Mm -hmm. So if that was a girl, then it can't be a Loki. I didn't think it was a girl. Oh, was it not? No. Pretty sure it was a guy. It's hard to tell. I assumed it was a girl, and then I got to look, and it's like, that might be a dude. Yeah, no, I think it... I never crossed my mind that it could have been another female Loki. Because he even asked... also, like, are they even Lokis? Well, he, yeah, and it's like, are they even all Lokis? And that, that brings up the other question, is like, are there other groups of Lokis in there? Because it, it gets weird, because you think of, like, Sylvian, Mobius, they 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 could have come across other Lokis. Like, well, Mobius Mobius even says like everywhere you turn here, there's a Loki. Yeah. (laughs) So in theory, he must have seen other Lokis because he literally has seen two Mm -hmm. by that point. So, or I guess technically, like, is there a spider six, but spider Loki, (laughs) a fly Loki? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a frog. There's a frog Thor. Yeah. Probably not farewell. So yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see if um, if we'll see additional Lokis, um, especially going to this last one. Like now, if there's this, this portal that's open, and you have all of these Lokis that have been trapped in the void, if they can get access into there, you think they're gonna want to know what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, what if the TVA becomes just overrun with Lokis and becomes they all get yeah. LVA or something, yeah. Um, well, so kind of going, they they have this conversation. They get attacked by these other Lokis. I thought it was funny to make boastful Loki the one that like betrayed them all. Um, and then, in classic Loki fashion, so boastful Loki betrays his group of Lokis for this is going to sound ridiculous. Boastful Loki betrays his group of Lokis for vote Loki who is betrayed by his group of Loki underlings to take over his throne. And then there is a huge battle seemingly just between everybody. Everybody's fighting everybody. Um, (laughs) It was cool to see old man Loki use his magic because he does mention that when they're talking beforehand that Loki's magic is stronger than anything. So I thought that that was kind of cool to like, then they show Mm -hmm. it like he, he creates fake versions of himself and kid Loki and alligator Loki to fight everyone else, which, oh my God, I can't believe I skipped over it when alligator Loki bites (laughs) off vote Loki's hand. That was such like a wait, hold on what moment? Like it happened and I just was like, ah, he's biting his arm. And then he like pulled him off and his hand was gone. And I was like, You don't you don't mess with alligator Loki. He doesn't play around because there's multiple scenes where he's trying to bite off a hand. Yeah. It's just like like finally got one. Yeah, got one. Let's we haven't even talked about this. This was this was probably one of the bigger moments for me. Because in a way, this is a kind of an emotional episode, but going into uh, the older Loki story of like when they talk about Thanos, Thanos gets brought mm, up. Yep. Because I thought it was kind of interesting that boastful Loki kind of boasts that, hey, I got all the Infinity Stones and everyone else was <laughs> kind of like, OK, it was like not sure. even that big of a deal. It's like, good for you. <laughs> but it's like the big question is, is he's like lo- our primary Loki. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna get crazy. He's like, <laughs> we all like we all die from Thanos, right? And that was really fascinating to hear. Like, you know, the older version was like, no, I was able to cast a version of myself, and that I let that version, quote unquote, die, which is like mm. really powerful if he's able to do that and, and and be able to pull that off. And then he just basically pulls a Thanos. He's just like, I'm going to peace out and go do my thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and the only reason he got caught is because he got lonely. And then, he, yeah, he gets lonely. He, you know, he's he's like, I wonder what Thor is up to. So that was crazy. It's like. I get. Yeah, I guess that his timeline, it's like 
as long as he would have stayed alone, he would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But taking that one step to leave, the TVA came Mm -hmm. and got him. Well, I think it's important for like our Loki, I'll call him, Mm -hmm. to to like see this because I think that it would it would show him like, hey, man, like even if you did deceive the mad Titan Mm -hmm. and survive, you wouldn't be happy. Right. Like your life would suck. So was it even worth avoiding Mm -hmm. it? You know? So I think that like all of these stories are, they're cool for us to hear, but I feel like they're important for our Loki to hear Mm -hmm. to kind of shape him as a character. Yeah. Um, Classic Loki is definitely the smartest one. That was one of the complaints I heard a lot of people have when, uh, when Loki dies in Infinity War is why did he go after Thanos with his knobs? He has magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like what boastful Loki said, because knobs look awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he, he was actually supposed to die. But <sighs> I just, I really, really like classic Loki. And I do think that moment had to have resonated with our Loki. Mm-hmm. And he had to think about his brother. Yeah. Yeah, and just like I mean, what it was a day ago. <laughs> I mean, we don't. I again, we don't know how time works, but yeah. seemingly it was a day ago that he became a variant and showed up here and learned how he died. Like he didn't even know how he died until he watched it, and so it's gotta be fresh something, in his mind. <laughs> something else that was interesting in this scene is that Loki seemed kind of embarrassed watching all the other Lokis fight each other. Because I think he was like, is that really what I look like? <laughs> well, yeah, because it is kind of like a, back and forth. It's just like a bumbling mass of people. Like, everyone's hitting everyone, but also no one's really hitting anyone. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, it, it's it's like background fighting yeah, like is going on. But like... <laughs> Yeah, but like in the forefront of everything. So he's just seeing how dumb it is to betray everybody all the time. My favorite uh, reference to this was some post I saw said that it was like getting your Facebook memories every day. (laughs) Just being like, oh. Yeah. What was I thinking? (laughs) Yeah, and our primary Loki definitely had that vibe in this. (laughs) <laughs> in some moments yeah um well to kind of move along through the episode because we still i'm we're only like halfway through the episode uh i did want to point out that we see a stan lee uh drawing or picture or whatever uh when we go back to the tva and it pans down i actually think i wrote the time code nine minutes and 40 seconds in um we see the the three banners with like all of the timekeepers in the middle, all of the hunters on the left and all of the TVA agents on the right. And the like bottom TVA agent is very suspiciously recognizable as a young Stan Lee, Hmm. uh, which I thought was kind of cool. I also don't know. I mean, maybe it's not supposed to be him, but like you look at it and tell me what you think, but I definitely think it was. I'll have to go back and check that one out. Um, so from here, Ravona goes and talks to Hunter B thirteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Um about just kind of like why are you doing this? I felt like it was important, but at the same time, like I still think Ravona's bad. So this this whole little mini scene, I was just like, get this out of here. Like, I don't need to see her pretending that she cares anymore. Like, I know she's bad. Let's go back to Loki. Uh so <laughs> We go back to Loki. Um, they decide that they're going to go enchant Eliath. Uh, and boy, oh boy, like it seems like a last ditch effort is their first try. <laughs> uh, they, you know, earlier we see Loki say like, oh, let's go. Let's just go attack it. Uh, we get to see a ship the USS Eldridge, uh, which is interesting. I'm a big like science fiction nerd as well. Um, and the USS Eldridge, there is a story that uh, in the 50s, I think, 
the Eldritch, the Navy teleported the Eldritch to a different dimension. Um, and it transported through time and space to a completely different location and then came back uh, and people weren't on it and people just showed up in other places. It's a crazy story. Look it up sometime if you want like a wild, <laughs> true life I did, story. Yeah, I did see a note regarding that of like what the ship was. So it says the, the 1955 Philadelphia Experiment. So yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. dive into that. Um, sounds interesting. I've read that when I was a little girl and I did not make that connection. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, I thought that that was cool because it's another, here's another real life phenomenon mm-hmm. that they're kind of being like, oh yeah, here, this is what happened. It got sent near and all the sailors died. Um, so I thought that that was interesting that that was like their first, they're like, all right, we just got to go enchant it. All you, all you have to do is grab the thing that when it touches you, you die. That's it. All you got to do is grab it. Um, as they're going towards it, we do see Ronan the Accuser's giant Cree warship crashed in the mm-hmm. in the background, which I thought that was kind of cool. Um, there's also a helicarrier that's crashed that we get to see. So it's like, all right, Marvel, like we get it. You got a lot of stuff that you're throwing <laughs> in here. Um, but yeah, so then they will just kind of jump into what happens. They, you know, Loki and uh sylvie kind of discussed their plans with everyone everyone decides who's going to stay who's going to go sylvie tries to get loki to leave he won't morbius takes this as an opportunity he leaves offers to take anyone with him which i thought was nice Mm -hmm. like okay now you're like full on against the tva like all right switch sides hard um kid loki is fine he doesn't need help. He doesn't need a change in his routine. He's good. He's going to go back to living his life. Um, but classic Loki does decide to stay and help in the coolest way possible, which is as they're like trying to, Sylvie's trying to get close. Loki's trying to run to make a distraction. And classic Loki literally builds an entire Asgard city out of nothing just pulls it up and then like plays with uh Eliath. Mm-hmm. like every time he goes to bite something he like makes it disappear and then makes it form somewhere else and i was like this is <laughs> this is crazy and uh it's just funny that it takes loki so long to realize like hey that's me mm-hmm. and he's amazing at magic why am i not doing more magic stuff it was kind of bummy that like the magic thing that he did was just learn how to enchant things. Yeah. But I'm hoping that, I mean, we have a whole nother episode. He could start pulling off some crazy magic tricks. Yeah. The big thing I was pulling from this is just like his whole life. It's like, you know, walking the walk. He just talks the talk. I want to rule. I want to be the ruler. I want to be King. I want to do this, but he just holds himself back. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, you know, that could be a lot from his past of like what he actually is. And, mm. but I, and that's kind of like the note that I took. It's like Loki's super powerful. If he just believes in the magic and like what he can do, like there's no telling mm. what else he could do. Well, I agree. Like, I feel like we see it through this whole series mm-hmm. where he falls back on the glorious purpose line. Yeah. So it does kind of feel like Loki thinks he doesn't have to do anything mm-hmm. for whatever he wants to happen to happen. It'll just happen yeah. because it's his glorious purpose. So yeah, I could see that. Like this is his eye opening, like, Hey man, just put in a little effort mm-hmm. and you can <laughs> literally control anything with your crazy magic. Um, you no, know, I'm going to circle back for just a second. Cause I'm curious on this because, because we don't know how time necessarily works in the void with this kid Loki. I'm curious to see like how long have the Loki's been there and, Mm -hmm. and are these events that some of them have already seen? Like could kid Loki have been there the longest and he's already seen other Loki's try to take down Aliyah. And that's why he doesn't join in to help because he's like every time they fell. Right. I mean, I, they do allude to like, Hey, don't go do that. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like no one's done it. 
So I would assume that they've seen other Lokis come and go mm-hmm. via death by Eliath. It's almost like a you know gladiator, right? Like mm-hmm. Eliath is the reigning champion. Like who's going to go take him down? <laughs> right. I don't yeah. know. I'm curious mean, on that. I I think that I again I don't know we 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 will never know how time works <laughs> in the Marvel universe, but unless we get another season, I think if that, we get another season. Maybe <laughs> they'll actually dedicate an episode <laughs> no, to explain. If, if we get another season, they'll be like, hey, you know how we have the void and the time outside of space? Now we have another time, and it's going to be called the like Vlad, and <laughs> we don't know how time works there either. So I don't, I it's just the classic like we don't like that we did something. So we just made a new universe where we can retcon things, (laughs) which is fine. I mean, I enjoy comic books. So I'm glad that they weren't just like, ah, Iron Man died. And then he's literally dead forever. There's no more Iron Man. Like I'm you know, I get it, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's kind of how time is in this show where it's just very convenient for what they need us to see. Because yeah, like if kid Loki has been there, do you just not age in the void, but he's been there for centuries or did he get plopped down? Like all the Lokis just plopped in there months ago Mm -hmm. and they've only been there for a little bit of time. Like I don't, I don't know that they'll explain it because I don't know that they see their, uh, see a need to explain it. Right. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's the void. Yeah. Sort of like the TVA. It's like, well, how, how do you keep telling us time works differently? How does it work differently? Well, I think we'll find that out in the next differently. episode. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, well, I, I kind of was bummed that there wasn't a post credit scene. So they, they enchant the Eliath. It opens its, door mm-hmm. or what like I, whatever it opens itself up so that they can get to this floating castle um and that's kind of where it leaves mm-hmm. us and i really wanted even if it was just like a cheesy like kid loki goes back into his underground cave and there's just like a all the lokis are like knocked out and alligator loki is chewing on an an arm or something like i don't know like so just something funny to kind of tie like tie the episode with a bow at the end yeah yeah like how can you give us an in credit scene mid-season and then not do it again for the rest of the season like come on and are they not going to give us one in the next like the next episode no, uh, do you think it's marvel i feel they, good about getting one then yeah they, they'll get we'll get one maybe two then i think they're gonna do the falcon winter soldier thing where they give us 13 endings and then the end scene will be unrelated potentially so i don't know let maybe uh from what we have seen now any new theories what what do you think we're gonna see this finale Old Thor. <laughs> like, I wish. <laughs> I think my theory is going to be that Kang is the... As much as I want to believe, like, I'll say by goof theory first, that it's the Collector, and he has <laughs> entrapped the Timekeepers, or is a Timekeeper himself, and that's what he uses to get his collection. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, and they're going to break somebody special out of his collection. And that's going to lead to the next season. Because this 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 show already has been slated for, what, two more seasons? So, like, uh, it, it's not like the show ends mm-hmm. here, this next episode. It's just the end of the season. So they're going to leave it on a cliffhanger. So it w- I don't think that it would make sense for him to, like, walk in there, find the timekeepers, beat them, and then everyone lives happily ever after because then, well, okay, well, how does season two start? So I think that maybe this is a misdirect of some kind. My real theory is that, like, they're it's just Marvel. They're trying to go straight forward. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some kind of Kang-related entity that is in this Timekeeper zone. He's using the Timekeepers to 
add to his collection of universes and that's what this is this is all just a literal lead straight into whatever's first of the next two multiverses first right uh i have to verify that we'll verify that i think so no so i think it's just leading straight into that all right and that's gonna be it and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good episode but it's not gonna be a great episode (laughs) i think i think this was their great episode (laughs) so I, i think that they I think they'll end up doing the same thing they did with Falcon Winter Soldier, where the episode before the last episode is really good. And then the last episode was like, they just tried to cram too much in. But then again, I don't know. I mean, I we'll see, I guess. I still kind of think Sylvie's going to die. Which sucks. I like Sylvie. And like the major theme of this episode was how our Loki main Loki, is learning how to connect with people. We see that time and time again. And so it would be a real kick in the teeth slash really, really likely if in that last episode he had the whole speech about, you know, reaching for an invisible dagger and then it's gone. So maybe he's trying finally to, like, start something new with Sylvie and then Sylvie's gone. I can see that. I don't know. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. I just think that it probably will. It's e- it's either her or Mobius. Oh no! One of them is not going to make it. <laughs> I think on that on that theory, I would say that Sylvie dies at the end of this season, and that starts Loki on the spiral. Like I finally opened myself up to like trusting somebody fully, and then they're gone. Like I'm not going to trust anyone again. But he has a connection with Mobius. So at the beginning of the next season, Mobius dies. And that's what spirals him out of control in the next season to give the conflict. No. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't think they'll kill. I don't think Sylvia will die. I don't, I don't really. Ex- if, if we see Kang in any way or get a bigger reference, I'm banking that'll be a post credit scene. I think this is all going to be about the creator of the timekeepers. Okay. And it's just kind of kind of end there. Well, the biggest question is the one thing we really haven't gotten back to from my, you know, watching this is when Sylvie's big mission was sending out all of those things to create, you know, all those various branches. Like we didn't really go back to that, right? No. So it just showed they fixed it. It was back to Did they fix I see this. Yeah, the next time they showed that monitor, like every, all those branch timelines were gone. See, I wish they would have gone deeper into that because I feel like that, from in my like that would still be an issue. I'm I'm almost wondering if we're going to meet the creator of the timekeepers, and the next season is maybe there is a living timekeeper somewhere, and they have to go find, you know, the last timekeeper mm. to fix things. Last timekeeper. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like that. But I also started thinking uh, hardcore on the fact that maybe Sylvie won't die, but she'll betray Loki at the end of the season. I feel season. like, yeah, betrayal must have. <laughs> are we going to see betrayal? Are we going to see, yeah, maybe she does die because we, uh, her and Renslayer, like, are they going to fight? Yeah, I, but see, I don't know. I almost uh-huh. feel like if anyone's going to fight Renslayer, it's going to be It would Mobius. be Mobius, yeah. Yeah, and then I think that Sylvie, I'll, I'll retcon my statement. I don't think she'll die. I think she's going to turn on Loki and become the Enchantress and mm. separate herself yeah, yeah, from yeah. being female Loki. And instead, now she is full on the Enchantress. I would. She's here to ruin your day. Yeah. I, would, I would like that because it seems like they did a weird approach with this character to try to make like, yeah, it's like a Loki becomes enchantress. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I like that. I could say that that happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then that way they have an extra character to pull on in these next seasons. Mm -hmm. Maybe we, will we see Kang has already been cast. 
could we see the actor that's going to be Kang before he becomes Kang? That would be interesting. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I know of Kang, he doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. Like when you think of what Kang looks like, that's just some crazy nano suit armor that he has. Exactly. Yeah. That helps him teleport around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we could absolutely just see he's a guy just, and not know. Who yeah, he he's is. just a guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he gets a suit, and we already know he's been cast. We know who's cast as him, so we could see that. Maybe he went back in time to ride a jet ski. <laughs> as long as he takes Mobius. All I want is another jet ski reference and I'll be happy. <laughs> That'll be the end credit scene to really, really kick your teeth in. Be like, you want an end credit scene? Fine. Here's Mobius on a jet ski. He buys a jet ski from the guy who becomes Kang. <laughs> That's the turning point. <laughs> Well, no, he gets one from the collector. Ooh, that would be a special edition. That would be fun. (laughs) A space jet ski. And Um, Thor's in the background, like, you don't want that model. (laughs) (laughs) So we have one episode left of Loki. And also, uh, at the end of this week, Black Widow comes out. So everybody. Go put on your Russian Captain America suit and I'm excited. learn the ballet. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for Black Widow. I'm excited, too, for this outdated movie that all the references will have already been used because it came out far too late. <laughs> yeah. But I am excited. I think it'll be yeah. cool. Um, so, yeah. Join us next week. For the final episode, uh, we will probably do a separate episode for um, Black Widow. Uh, maybe maybe like an extra large episode because it's a movie. Although, I mean, some of the episodes of shows that we watch nowadays are as long as movies. So, Or we could <laughs> release it privately on our Patreon for a while. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> so if you want to get ahead of the game and listen to the episode early make sure to check out our patreon agents of mace uh there are some great things that are going to be going on there um lots of cool content for patreon subscribers only as well as a chance to get on the podcast uh if you want to join us or send in a video message um or an audio message, I guess, for an audio podcast. Um, We will play that on the air. So go check out our Patreon. That's Agents of Mace. uh, And consider subscribing uh, so that we can do more fun, cool things like go to conventions and host panels and things like that. Um, Maybe get an actual actor from the hit series Loki (laughs) on our podcast. Please respond to me, Tom Hiddleston. Um, (laughs) So uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and start asking questions. If you have a question or if you have a theory, please respond to one of our posts or just add us. And uh, we're going to start picking a couple at the beginning of every episode and giving you a shout out and answering your question at the beginning of the episode. So be sure if you've got any deep questions or if you just want to say hi let us know throw it on there <laughs> and uh we'll pick some and we'll we'll start doing that at the beginning of every episode now um i guess before we go any last thoughts no i think that's great um definitely engage with us um going circling back on our social um we're not super active on twitter but i'm going to um try to get us on twitter more i've had some someone I connected with, look up our Twitter, and he's like, oh, man, there's nothing there. I was like, I know. We'll fix it. Don't worry. We'll fix it. we got Sorry. plenty of content on Facebook and Instagram, but um, definitely follow us there because we'll start engaging. We'll figure out how we can um, do different things on those channels. So, uh, yeah, please connect. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I guess just a couple things. One is please review us and write us on whichever streaming service you're using to listen to our podcast we would really appreciate it 
And the other one is just about this episode, a moment that I can't let pass without talking about it. It's a part where Loki and Sylvie are outside, <laughs> just kind of hanging out. And neither one of them really know <laughs> what to do because they've got this weird attraction between them and they have collectively zero game with each other. <laughs> Even though they, you would think that they should, but since apparently what they're feeling is real, they've never had to deal with that before. So Loki does the girl thing where he's like, I'm cold. <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> he conjures up a blanket and he, he's the only one who has it and then he eventually shares it with her and she's like, this is not snuggly because it's not. And it's, it's very much a guy blanket. Like there's no floof in this blanket. Yeah, it's just like a burlap blanket. <laughs> but all that to say is I thought that that was super hilarious and cute. Felt real bad for Loki. <laughs> and I've decided I do kind of ship them a little bit or maybe a lot. They're cute. Okay. That's all. <laughs> well, if you agree with shipping Loki and Enchantress respond. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Um, Responds to us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or Patreon. Join the community. Uh, And definitely leave us reviews unless it's negative. Don't leave us a review. I'm just kidding. Any review is a good review. But on that note, we will see you all next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 